So you are a professional service provider and you've hit the place where it's like, boom, boom, boom. Oh my gosh, I can't grow anymore. And you're like beating on the ceiling, wondering what the heck to do next. We get it. We've been there. Matter of fact, Dean has been there and Dean is an absolute expert at helping you figure this out. So that's what we're going to be diving into today on The Growth Engineers. So, so, so Dean, we're talking to professional service providers, right? And what does it look like? So if for the professional service providers listening to us right now who are curious, is that me? Am I at a place where I've hit a growth ceiling? What does that look like or feel like for them? Yeah. Well, it can show up in a number of different ways. So if you're a solopreneur, which many of our listeners are, right, or they've got a small team, they just can't take on any more one-on-one clients, right? They're doing all the work. They're providing support. They're doing all these things. And these one-on-one clients are just draining their energy, draining their bandwidth. They're burning out. All of those things. Now, There are some other tools you can use to improve that situation, but that's a really good example or a good symptom, I should say, of looking at other ways to deliver your expertise yeah, and have a bigger impact. So that's just one. But the other thing I would say is if you're in this competitive space, which, you know what, we're all in a competitive space, and you find you're having a conversation with a client about hours and dollars, hours and dollars, I'll say it again, it's time to change how you think about delivering your services, right? Whether it's a project, still hours and dollars, whether it's a retainer, still hours and dollars, or if it's just selling a bucket of hours to do a thing, you're in that same stuck place. It's like, well, I'm at 200, can I get to 225? Would this client be willing to pay 300 an hour for me? It's the wrong conversation. You're having the wrong conversation. But why? I mean, I worked and I should get paid an hour. Like, that's how the world works, Dean. Like, we work for money and, you know, I get paid a certain amount for a certain amount of time. If I had a job, I spent 2,000 hours in the year, they gave me X amount of dollars. I mean, that's how it works, Dean. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, the, the work analogy is a perfect one, right? Because how can you get above that level, right? Can you do overtime? Can you work more than 40, 60, 80, 90 hours a week? You can't do it. You can't do it. That's a diminishing returns on your health and your ability to grow. So if you think about this concept of trading value for compensation, the hours and dollars become less important. So Mm. I've got a very specific example. We'll jump right into an example. Let's go. If you could sell five hours of time, have to deliver seven hours of work and get paid for five hours, let's say your hourly rate is 200 bucks an hour, but you actually put seven hours of work in. So your realization rate, which is mm-hmm. the full amount divided by the number of hours, is 142. I've done the math. 142. <laughs> what if you could spend three hours, let's say four hours of work, and get paid 2,500 bucks for that same work? deliver more value in a more repetitive and consistent manner. 
Do you want the 142? Or do you want the 2,500 bucks and deliver more value? Which path do you want to take? More value. More value. Because I don't want to work for 142 bucks an hour and then have right. to divide that into 30 minute increments because the client wants to spread that thing out. So this concept of a fractional, we could even expand it into how do you package and productize your knowledge and experience differently, right? It's the same type of conversation. So as a fractional, there's a lot of benefits. So if we talk about internal external benefits in terms of being a fractional. So what is a fractional? We're in the marketing world. We do a lot of stuff around marketing. So we'll use a fractional chief marketing officer, CMO. A company may be at a growth point where they know, they've realized that they need some more marketing experience to grow the business. Can they go out and hire an agency? Yeah, but the agency has a niche area of marketing they work in, right? There aren't very many really good, broad marketing no. agencies. And if you find them, they're very expensive, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to do the agency route to help us sort of develop this thing and execute this thing. So I'm going to hire somebody. So I can hire a marketing director. And a lot of times a marketing director is an implementer and not a strategist. All right, so then I need a CMO. Mm -hmm. I need to go write a check for 250 to 300 grand a year, all in with benefits and taxes to hire this experienced CMO. But I, I can't afford that. Nope. So what's the option? To get that kind of experience part-time for a much lower rate. That's what the fractional is all about. Whether you're a marketer, sales leader, operations, finance and accounting, HR, you pick it. There are people out there that have, they've taken businesses from where you are to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that on a part-time basis. So that's what a fractional is about. And there's a way to weave that into your services. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on here in a second, but it's a way to go from trading hours and dollars, especially in marketing, right? Let's talk about marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do because it. Because if a marketing agency is writing content, they're posting on social, they're running email campaigns, they're being compared to everybody else that does the same thing. And they probably exactly. say at the beginning when they engage with a new client, yeah, we do strategy. But that's all that's all was ever said, right? It's thrown away. It's part of this low value offer that they had. But the truth of the story is, and if you're interested in marketing strategy, check out our episode from a few weeks back. We get into this whole marketing strategy conversation. Yep. But the, the truth is they're solving low dollar problems and charging low dollars for them. But as yeah. you shift your agency and your focus to higher, bigger problems, bigger fees. And that's what the fractional role allows you to do. So there, there's a term that you used a little bit earlier. And I want you to go back and define this for us because it's, it's one, it's the crux of this concept. And two, it's also a bit of a revolutionary thing. And that is productizing your knowledge or the information that you have, right? Because we've always, we've all looked as information as the service industry. Yeah. So what do you mean productize? Yeah. So productize is a way to package and deliver a concept that's hard to be compared to somebody else. 
So we'll, we'll use marketing. That's kind of our theme right now. Mm-hmm. Two marketing agencies are coming in to help you grow your lead gen. They all have their process. They do this thing, but they all do the same stuff. They do a little bit of, a bit of analysis and they'll say, we're going to go do these six things. They're going to sell the tactics. Even if they say right. they've got a secret source, they're just selling tactics. That's all they do. Yeah. But if you can productize your knowledge and position it in a way that you can't be compared to somebody else, all of a sudden, the price is much harder to be compared to as well. Compared. So, yeah. So in a fractional case, I'll give you an example. So I got a call right at the beginning of COVID, which seems like many eons ago, but it wasn't that far ago, by a SaaS company, private equity back. They've been through, I think they were at Series C at that point. They had a CMO, bad fit, poor culture fit. They got rid of him. So they were looking for some help, but they didn't exactly know what they needed. They talked to some marketing agencies and that wasn't really what they needed. So I got this call. I knew the CFO at the time. So I sat down with the the executive team and they started talking about tactics. We need to do this. We need to make sure that gets done. And I kind of stopped the conversation. And I said, well, you know, what's the goal? Where are we headed? How is this going to impact the organization? Right. What are the areas of the business? What are the functions in the business that need to be led with vision and experience? We change the level of the conversation from tactics and execution to strategy and vision. And as soon as we did that, all the competition that was around went away. Yeah. And I literally doubled my hourly rate with that engagement because we weren't tracking, we weren't selling hours. We were selling the vision. We were selling the outcomes and they knew it was my responsibility. I owned that responsibility in the business. So it was responsibility we were selling. And they knew the cost of a full-time CMO. Yeah. So it came across as a bargain. So I'm going to be bold in saying this. One of the challenges I've seen a lot of people have with this model is the fact that what you are, quote unquote, selling is outcomes, right? And in that process of selling outcomes, you're also selling your reputation versus I just did a thing or I just implemented a thing and hopefully it worked for you. And truthfully, if it didn't, it was somebody else's fault anyway. Like, it was sales's fault, right? Yeah. What I did worked. And so that shift in terms of responsibility, see, because that's the key. The, the key why this is so valuable is because you are taking responsibility for the outcome. Yep. And in that responsibility for the outcome, that's where the rate changes and your value changes and what you can charge changes because now we're not talking about, oh, I just came in to set up a Facebook campaign and did that. Or I just came in and set up your email and did that. But hey, we're getting to this outcome and here's how we do it. And in taking that responsibility, give you a real example. A friend of mine went into a company that was a $100 million company and he told the CEO that In six months, what you're currently doing is not going to be working and you're going to need to hire me. The CEO said, no, what we're doing works really well and we don't need to hire you. Three months later, the CEO called him back and said, 
It's no longer working. Can we talk? Okay. He came in and completed his assessment that he had started when he gave the CEO the advice up front and then charged the CEO $14 million. Okay. And the CEO gladly paid him $14 million in a $100 million a year company. Because he said, what I'm going to do is going to take you from $100 million a year to in the next three years, you're going to earn over half a billion dollars in three years instead of $300 million in three years. Okay? And he guaranteed that outcome. He said, what I'm going to do is going to get you that outcome. Pay me $14 million. Guess what? You know what he did? He set up an email campaign to their current list. Now, you would have gone in and set up an email campaign to their current list and charged them a hundred bucks for it. <laughs> because it would have taken you, well, maybe not a hundred, maybe you charge them $10,000 for it because it would have taken you X number of hours times this rate, $10,000. He got 14 million. Which one would you rather be? He was not selling an email campaign. He was not. He wasn't selling opens and clicks and all the other stuff. He was selling the vision of a half a billion dollars, solving a much bigger problem, obviously charging much bigger fees. And that therein lies the secret to being a fractional versus yeah. being an agency or a consultant that's offering a project. As an outsider, delivering on a tactic, you have very little control over the results are outside of your scope. Email marketing, mm -hmm. fine, but I've got no control over the sales follow-up and all the other things. I don't know the revenue is going to be, dude. I've got no idea. But as a fractional, in, in this world, maybe it's a CRO, right? Chief revenue officer that has marketing and sales under their area of responsibility. I have far more influence over all the pieces that go together and have more assurance that I can drive the big results I'm going to charge much larger fees, right? I'm not going to be responsible yeah. for somebody else executing my strategy and me getting paid on that result. I need to be there driving that activity. Yeah, And that's the power of being a fractional is that you get to have a bigger impact, right? We're in the business of helping people achieve their business goals. Let's not lose sight of that. Exactly. So we get to have that impact. And we get to benefit from that too. Exactly. So, Dean, what's the first step? You know, so we, we, we've kind of painted the picture, right? We've painted a vision. We've painted the outcome for them, right? What's the first step? And is there a way that you can help them with that first step? Yeah. Yeah. So the first step be begins between your ears. What a concept, right? You have to separate yourself now. I will caveat all this to say, depends on your area of expertise. Sure. Being a fractional executive may not be the fit for you. Now, you still can package and productize your expertise and raise your rates and raise your impact, but we're talking fractional particularly here. So if you do have the experience and the knowledge to be that fractional, you have to change the way you look at what you do. Yes. Right? You go from being the sheepdog pushing the sheep down the field to the shepherd 
guiding the shouting moving the sheep down the field. I don't know if it's a good analogy, but you, I don't know what that came to mind. That's what came to mind. But that's your role, right? You're stepping out of the day-to-day. You have influence and impact, but that's not your job. You have now a larger responsibility. And it starts with being strategic. You have to sell and understand and believe in the value of strategy first. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's where it begins. Absolutely. So... I'm going to pause here. Do you have something that you can give them, point them to, to help them here? Or we just, you just want to wrap? Yeah, no, absolutely. We're actually developing a mastermind and a group coaching program around this specific topic of helping professional service providers productize and monetize their expertise. And there's a track in that for specifically for people that want to deliver fractionals. I got to tell you, you could add three clients in a year and add 180 to $200,000 in real revenue by doing this. And that's just not big numbers I'm throwing out to catch people's attention. It's real. You charge five grand a month mm-hmm. and you keep a client for 12 months, that's $60,000. You bring in three clients, you just had 180 grand in revenue for a limited amount of time you spend with the client. And that's the other piece is that you can control that with a good scope and a good expectation. It's not a 40 hour a week job. It just isn't. It shouldn't right. be. So right. if you have questions about it, go to deanisaacs.com. That will take you to my LinkedIn page. Send me a DM. We'll have a conversation. I'll just give you some guidance. We've done this for the last 10 years. We've added over a million dollars in incremental additional revenue to our business by adding fractional services to our Wow. So happy to talk to you about it. It's something that's gaining more and more popularity, but not everybody's figured out how to actually execute. Right. Awesome. Dean, thank you for that. And listen. If this is where you are and you're a professional service provider and you're hitting that ceiling, you're trying to figure out how to break that growth bottle, this may be a strategy that can help. Go to DeanIsaacs.com, send Dean a message, start that conversation today. All right, everybody, thank you for being here. We'll see you next week. We'll see Bye-bye. You.